Dose of Leadership podcast, episode 97. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This is Richard Ryerson. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. This show is brought to you by my sponsor, Audible.com. If you're like me, you like to read, but you're having trouble finding the time to squeeze in all those great books, well, Audible.com is a perfect solution. Audiobooks are great. I never thought I would like them, but I love them now. It's a great way to get caught up. I listen to and get caught up on the book as I'm driving to work, if I'm exercising, any free time, working out in the yard, I can get caught up in all my reading. You can go to uh, my website, doseofleadership.com slash audible. And you can uh, download a free audiobook. Any audiobook they have, over 100,000 titles to choose from. You can download it for free, listen to it. You can sign up for 30 days with no obligation. If you don't like it after 30 days, you can cancel your subscription. But again, it's no risk to you. Go check out doseofleadership.com slash audible to make your smartphone smarter. Well, I'm so thrilled to have on my show today, Scott M. Fay. He's a student practitioner and teacher of leadership and business practices. His content is honed from his experiences of acquiring more than a dozen failing landscape and irrigation companies and rolling them into two industry-leading award-winning organizations. He speaks and trains internationally, and he also serves as the executive vice president of the John Maxwell team, where I came across him. You guys know that I have recently been certified with the John Maxwell team as a leadership trainer, speaker, and coach, and that's how I met Scott. He's got a brand new book coming out called Discover Your Sweet Spot, The Seven Steps to Create a Life of success and significance. Scott, welcome to the Dose of Leadership. Thank you so much. It's uh, my privilege to be on the line with you. I appreciate the invite. Well, I'm so glad that we had this. You know, I had Ed DeCosta on a few weeks ago and I got got you. You know, I, I went to that training in August and I met you guys personally for the first time. And what a great culture of leadership. You know, I'm interested in your story. You got a great uh, uh, background story and how you came associated with the John Maxwell team. So tell the listeners how, you know, where it all began for you and how, how you got to where you're at now. Well, you know, uh, thank you for that. And <laughs> what's interesting about our story, everyone has one. And, and when you, when you look back, okay, so tell me how that all happened. Wow. You know, it's a, it's kind of a trick to know where it really started, but I, I'll give you the high points that, that really, uh, the short story, the long story short, as they say, really starts up uh, after I had been a student of John Maxwell's for years and and have, have benefited so much from his content. And, and as you've said in the intro, you know that that's that's been how I've really run my my companies is with John's leadership material and and have been able to to mostly work with the stress companies and turn them around. That's, that's my niche. And so here I am, I'm a landscaper, and, uh, and now I find out John Maxwell's actually purchased a piece of property in South Florida. There's my chance. <laughs> and so I go to an event. It was actually a fundraiser event for a, a local Bible college, and you would pay a, a fair amount of money to the Bible college, and 30 people would have lunch with John. He, he actually taught a couple sessions, and, and then we'd have lunch. And every dime went to the school. He actually made the check right out to the school. And we 
John's way of giving to the school and our way to give, and it was, so it was kind of a win-win. And on the very first break of that lunch, I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> I was so ready. And uh, it had been my intention that if I could ever be in a place where I could give back to John in, in any way, I'd want to do that because I was enjoying uh, a level of success that I, I didn't feel I otherwise would have access to if it wouldn't be, be first contest. So, uh, John, my name is Scott. I'm your friend. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Scott says right. my name, and, and, and I gave him as quick as I could a very brief resume. There's 29 guys standing right behind me. 30 oh people gosh. at the lunch. I'm the first guy at lunch. Everybody wants to talk to John on the break. But I'm ready, and I gave him the very fastest elevator speech that included something like, you know, I, I could tell you who we take care of, not to impress you, but to impress upon you, we're able to take care of your home, too. And that afternoon, after that luncheon, he called me, and I went down and began to take, uh, so we, we established a relationship. I started to take care of his landscape. Wow. And that morphed into, at one point, having the opportunity, and I'm giving you the Reader's Digest version because th there's so many details I'd love to share, but the bottom line is I had a chance to say, Paul... Martinelli is such a good friend of mine, and you need to meet Paul because he has done some really powerful things with other thought leaders to help them expand and, and create and, and build their legacy. John, he could do the same thing for you. And the three of us met, and, and from that we started the John Maxwell team, which certifies speakers, trainers, and coaches to use his intellectual, his intellectual property and uh, and I'm glad you're part of that, my friend. So how was that training for you? Oh, well, gosh, I, I got to tell you, I mean, it's 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 been great. You know, I, I sat there on the fence for a long time because not knowing, you know, you see these these programs and you, and you well, what is it about? And, you know, is it a multi-level marketing thing? I mean, there's all kinds of things go in your head when you when you try to make those that investment and and, and talking with other certified members and I finally made it and it was relatively new you know it hasn't been around that long and I said but I like you was a student of John's I came across his book years ago and followed it too and I said gosh I I love his stuff a lot of my my own keynotes and teaching and coaching was already geared around his philosophies anyway it seemed like a natural fit I finally made the plunge I don't know why I, I hesitated for so long because once I got in once I did it it was a natural fit. It's been great, and then in going through the, the the certification and seeing how the level of authenticity and people on the outside looking in, you just wouldn't know it. But the level of just the culture of the leadership, the level of authenticity, the level of the vulnerability, which I'm I'm big on, uh, was something uh, was so refreshing to see. And and um, just surrounding yourself with like-minded folks and people who are are passionate about it, who, who like to pay it forward. I mean, I could go on and on. I, I just I can't say enough yeah. about what you guys are doing and how it's helped me. That's great. You know, uh, one of my core values is to surround myself with people who believe like I believe and think different thoughts. Yeah. Because the, the synergy. And I'm not saying just in life in general, because it's, it's good to be with a, a variety of people. Uh, but when it comes time to, to really tackle a project, a direction, a goal, wow, it's amazing what can happen when we, when we surround ourselves with like-minded people. That, that's great. Has it had a direct... I mean, you've been speaking now for, for some time. You've got an amazing story yourself. You've got a lot of background. 
how has uh, how's that John Maxwell team pushed or launched or propelled your your speaking business? Has oh. it had an effect yet? I mean, I know you're pretty new to it. Yeah, no, it has. I mean, it. it um I secured an just recently. I secured an event um, out in California, um, and then the podcast helps with the message. But it was the 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 fact that I've been trained by the Maxwell team and and can teach the Maxwell material has certainly helped. It was almost it made the sale easier uh, because they knew John's stuff. Um, they knew that it was uh, quality stuff. So it's it's helped me directly for sure. Um, but I think and I think that's why. Um, and you know this better than I do. I think the reason why Maxwell stuff tends to be so, continues to be so successful is because it is accessible for everyone. And, and much like I've said in the past and on this podcast, that the Marine Corps philosophy of the Marine Corps philosophy of leadership is all about um, getting everybody to think and act like a leader in all aspects of your lives. And that's really what what Maxwell is all about, or at least the, the, the philosophy that I've been surrounded by anyway. Well, that's right. We believe that culture trumps policy and procedure every time. Yep. <laughs> every time. So. You know, when I talked to... It's good stuff. Yesterday, I talked to um, uh, Mark Miller from Chick-fil-A on this show, and I haven't... And um, we were talking a lot about that and the reason why Chick-fil-A seems to be so successful. Yeah, it's about the product and all those other kind of standard business things. But the key element, the key kind of catalyst of what's driving their success really is that leadership culture. Absolutely. In fact, I talk about Chick-fil-A in my book and uh, they have really helped the banner high. In, in leading an, an organization of that magnitude with uh, with a rich culture, with with a great culture, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. So, so back to you and your story of so here you are the landscaper. I remember when we were at when I was at the conference and you were telling your story, and and there was a moment, and I can't remember the specifics. Maybe you can highlight me where you pulled over at the side of the road and you were kind of overtook, you're taken over by emotion. Um, what was that moment? What what uh, what point in your leadership career did you reach that point? Well, you know, uh, there are several turning points in a, in a person's life. Uh, I think the important thing is to be aware of those turning points and then and grab the learnings. And you're talking about one specific where I'm actually listening to a John Maxwell uh, recording. And John is saying in that recording, it was, it was called, it was one of his Maximum Impact book tapes. In fact, when it was cassette tapes. And he was saying that if you're enjoying any success in your life, it's because somebody has gone before you, has laid, you know, laid some groundwork, has sacrificed. And immediately, uh, I became a, just overwhelmed at the sense of three men in particular, who had invested heavily in my life. My dad, uh, Rowan Fay, my, my school men's dean, Stephen Addison. Steve Addison was a great mentor for me. And now, and now I'm at the helm at that point of a brand new company. And, and, and again, there's a backstory, but now I'm in business once again after going through some really difficult times. I'm in business because Greg Lawrence, a friend, entrusted his business to me. He went into ministry, left a business that was established, and left it in the hands of really great technicians, but they were not business people. This this business was failing, and Greg was either going to have to leave the ministry 
or go bankrupt or try to sell this company. He couldn't sell it in the state it was in, so he called me and quite frankly said, Scott, if you'll take if you'll take over the debt, you can have the company. Mm. And I had to take a, 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 I had to, my pay was cut in half. I mean, I was on salary for for a company that now today I own, but I was an employee at the time. <laughs> I took a, uh, you know, 100%, 50% cut in pay and, and, uh, and, and 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 jumped out into the into the deep end, so to speak, and and took over Greg's company. And now, at that point, it's beginning to do well. And and I was reminded because he had done such a great job building a great reputation. Three men had it, and there were others. You know, all lots of other people who had had invested in it. But those guys invested heavily in me, and I became aware of of that. In that, if I if I had any smarts about me at all, that I would stand on their shoulders, not to, not to outdo them, but to leverage their influence. And I, I asked God to, to, to do that. And, and that was a turning point. So I made three phone calls. I, I called each one of them thanking for their, I mean, I pulled the truck right over. It was, it was one of those moments, you know, my eyes leaked and, yeah. <laughs> and I was overcome with emotion. And then I, I called those three men, thanked them for the contribution. The fourth call, was to the John Maxwell Company back then. It was called something else. And, and I ordered 50 of those tapes. <laughs> wow. And I gave them out and because it was such a profound impact. And it was just another lesson for me that, you know, when you come upon something really powerful for yourself, you know, one of the first things you want to do is share it. And I did. I, I shared it. And uh, today, I used to say, you know, I'm living, I'm living my dream. Uh, today, I have to tell you, I'm living beyond my dreams, um, uh, and and that whole process really led me to my life message of discover your sweet spot. And uh, and as as you alluded to, you know, now we've our book will be out in my book will be out in, in January, and uh, I'm really passionate about my message. So it all starts. I mean, let's talk a little bit about some of that. I mean, it's it's pretty powerful what you said. I, I think you're right. There's so many things that happen in your lives. I know for me, it's similar. When you start to understand, and I don't know when it happens, and, and sometimes it never happens in people's lives, but when you really start to understand that it's not about you, that it is about adding value to other people, that's when the richness starts to come into your life. And And, and as a leader, when you realize you step away from, building followers instead of and, and instead shifting to building transformational leaders around you and finding people that are better than you and developing them and, and, and lifting them up, that's when life really starts to take a whole different meaning. And that's what it sounds like that was a turning point for you at that moment. It really, it really was. You know, when you get the awareness that we're called to be a reservoir, I mean a, a river, not a reservoir, where good things flow in and good things need to flow out. Yeah. And, and and the more that can happen, the greater possibilities that will exist in your life. It's just a law. So you've got seven areas. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at your book right now, and if you look at what you call the sweet spot system, you've really got seven steps. But in those seven steps, you've got three main. What do you call those? A design, build, and maintain. Three kind of sub-systems, if you will, or areas. But what does it mean in your first one where you said discover your sweet spot? What is that all about? So 
So the book is taken from a metaphor of, uh, of my landscape business. I spent my life as a landscaper. Uh, at one point, I was just a landscaper. I'm no longer just a landscaper. I'm, I'm, prou- I'm proud of, uh, of the profession, and I'm a landscaper. I'm a guy who wears jeans, boots, and drives a pickup truck. Right. Glad to do that. And, uh, and so this is a, a, a kind of a metaphor, if you will, because in the landscape business, we set out to, to, to provide very intentional environments. We don't just show up with plants and trees and turf right. and just rant, put that stuff in the ground. But, but we start with very much, so, so we, we have a three-step process, design, build, and maintain. And in the design stage, you know, we start right, right off from the very beginning with what, what's your intention? Are you trying to create a place of leisure, a place to study, a place to, to meditate, a place to entertain, or is this all for aesthetic value? What do you want to accomplish? It's not any different in our life. A lot of times we just kind of bebop along, and we, we have a given thought, or as Covey said in his book, uh, to begin with the end of mind. We, we just we just go random at it. So to have a life of success and significance, first let's talk about what we really want. What's our desired outcome? What's the, and we develop a plan, and then we build it and we maintain it. I think because time doesn't allow to talk about a lot of things, if I could... Could, could share just the very first part of the very first chapter. In order to, to know what you really want, you have to know your purpose and your passion and develop a plan right. from your purpose and passion. You know, Your purpose is knowing who you're designed to be. That, those are issues of talent. Those are, that's natural scripting. That's DNA. Uh, and and it's, it's as specific as the DNA in your hair, your skin, or anything else. If, if there's that... If there's enough DNA coding in your in your hair, can you imagine how much DNA coding is in your personality, in your soul, in your spirit, in your gifting? Right. So, so it starts with knowing who you are, designed to be, and then something that a lot of us lose track of is, is 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 really knowing what we love to do. We we somehow surrender those things. We're good at numbers, so we are convinced we should be a CPA. When in, in reality, we love to. We, we, we love to be outside, and we can't stand to be in an office, or whatever it is. We, we, we give, we surrender what we love to do. Many of us, we get caught in the trap of trading five days for two, where we work for five, hate it, endure it, and then we can't wait for the weekend. You know, Friday is our favorite day of the week. Why? Why would we trade five for two, and why would we spend 40 or 50 years doing that? Yeah. So, so my message is, 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 is to start right off with living in the sweet spot. Now, the sweet spot is something I love to talk about because it's something we can all relate to. It's if you've ever hit a ball with a bat, yep, or a cl- or a club or a tennis racket, uh, you know when you hit the sweet spot. That's At first, right. you hit it randomly, almost by or in fact, it is by chance or by luck. Oh, wow, that was amazing! And then, as you progress in the sport, you you begin to seek it out, do it more intentionally, and if you become really proficient, you do it consistently. Right. So here's what's amazing about hitting the ball in the sweet spot of a, a sweet spot of a bat, a club, or a racket is when you hit the ball in the sweet spot, it has a special sound, it has a special feel. You don't even have to look. Right. You know where that ball's going. And here's the part I like the best: you get extraordinary results. Right. With very little effort. And, and so my goal 
is to help everyone who is interested in knowing how they can live their life in the sweet spot where their life has a special sound. It has a special feel. You, you, you can live life in such a way you don't even have to check on the results you're getting because you know where it's going because you're living in the sweet spot. And those results that you are getting are extraordinary results and you get them with very little effort. That's my message of living in the sweet spot and knowing it and then design, build, and maintain a life of success. I love it. I love the analogy. I just I was thinking back all those times. You're right. When you do hit that sweet spot in a baseball, golf ball, or tennis ball, you, you just, it's almost, it feels effortless and it just, and it goes yeah. as far as it ever goes. It is amazing. Yes. Well, I think, you know, it, it's, yes. it's, it's, it's amazing too that, um, you know, I love, I love the fact that, that you, um, got to this point. Well, I'm interested. Let me go back. When you were the landscaper and you were listening to John Maxwell tapes, was it were you interested in leadership were you interested in changing your life what was driving you for that intentionality to change your life were you always interested in leadership i'm curious how you got started well you know it's a it's a progression you know this awareness thing and and you know i would listen to john and listen to john and other thought leaders stephen covey and, and of course zig ziglar and and other brian tracy other people spoke truth into my life my dad was a huge mentor, it has been, and is a mentor and a supportive friend of the fans. But, but here's, what, so here's what I'm getting at. John one time made the statement, one is too small of a number for greatness. Mm. And it, yeah, it just kind of, you know, things, it sounds like, like, oh, you know, and so he went on to teach, you know, there is no such thing as a self-made man. I mean, even when you find a, uh, an extraordinary athlete or entertainer, you would say, wow, that, there's, okay, so there's a guy who runs solo. No, you know, Tiger Woods, he's the guy that hits the ball, but, but I happen to have some exposure to Tiger Woods, and he has an incredible team around him right. that handle all kinds of things. All he worries about, eating the right food, exercising, and hitting the ball. That's, that's what he spends his time. John, he, you know, he's, yeah, he's one guy, but he's, Maxwell, he's got a team of people because every day he reads, he writes, he thinks, he files, and he asks questions. That's the sweet spot for him. Yeah. So, so the turning point for me was, or one of the big learnings was, one is too small the number for greatness. I never, I never remember having this thing where I've got to understand leadership and do it and teach it and all that. All of a sudden I just realized one, two is too, is, is too small the number for greatness. Therefore, I need more people. Well, if I need more people, I need to be able to influence. I had read How to Win Friends and Influence People at my dad's direction when I was 12. And and had those seeds have been planted, that influence would really make a difference. And then, and then John teaches everything rises and falls on leadership. I wanted great results. I didn't know I wanted leadership. I wanted great yeah. results. Well, if everything rises and falls in leadership, if one is too small, the number for greatness, you know, and then, and then, of course, the, the bell ringer was when he came out with the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. Right. And I began to study those, and that's when my life went to a whole different level. Yeah, I guess where I was getting at is where, was, was the initial push towards this kind of intentional improvement, and I guess that's what I, I really, doing this podcast, going through the certification training, everything, and seeing that how many of us really, and I'm guilty of this, go through life with a lack of intentionality. 
And at at some point, though, we say, hey, this isn't working. The sweater doesn't fit. I need to try a different sweater or something. And I didn't. I, what I was getting as like, here you are, this young landscaper. Where you was it an entrepreneurial drive? Was you, you know? I think you kind of hit on it. You were looking for better results for whatever reason, and that kind of was was sparking it. And I just was was curious about that. You, you know, if I could just insert this real quick. Sometime in that process, I heard Jim Rohn say, "If you want to do, be, or have more, you have to become more." He said. That which you pursue eludes you like a butterfly. Yeah. But if you will, if you'll become more, then then those things and, 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 and will will begin to show up in your life just because you're ready for them. You're you're prepared for them. Right. And that goes back into making sure you understand what your purpose and passion are. I think it's a it's it's a, it's easy to say to find out your purpose. It seems difficult for a lot. I know it's been difficult for me in the past. Is like, what am I really put on this planet to do? Um, what, yeah. what limiting beliefs do you think prevent people from, from pursuing their purpose? You know, well, yes, uh, they're different for, you know, the, the big one is I'm not worthy. I mean, yeah. who, who am I to think, who, who am I to think I could do that? Or, or the world doesn't need another one of those or, well, how do I have, you know, special sauce? You know, I mean, what, right. what is it there? Um, but see, here's the thing. If, if we can see the connecting, it, it's an inside job. It's, it's, we gotta be bigger on the inside than the outside. We gotta, it's an inside job. So the connecting with your passion is, is, is for uh, just a little while, just forget all the noise around us. And, and it's about knowing what makes you laugh, what makes you sing, what makes you cry. It, it, it it's about, it's what would I do if there was no money to be made? What do I do that that makes me feel more complete? Because see, this is a if, if if purpose is a talent issue, passion is a heart issue. Yeah, you know who do I care about? What do I care about? If 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 I could only really do one thing before my time is called, what would it be? And that comes together with a like a full package of, of your passion. And here's what's amazing is you'll never lack for energy if you're connected to your passion. Yeah, great point. People don't have low energy. They, they just have a low awareness of, of their passion. That, yeah, say that again because that, that is definitely eye-opening. And you're right. We all walk around saying we, we're, we're so tired we don't have the energy. But as you just <laughs> said, it's because we're not tapped into our passion or our purpose. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I could be having an interview with someone, and they, they could be kind of sleepy, and, and, and all of a sudden, something is said, and all of they're sitting up, they're, they're talking a little louder, their eyes are, are more open, they're speaking with more enunciation, <laughs> because, oh, we have just hit on something that really matters to them. Right. And they're, com- they're coming alive. You know, and and so if you're at a place where you're low energy, you you feel like you have low energy. It's it's time to spend some time reflecting. Wait a minute, have, I, have I lost my passion? If I just real quickly, I've tried to find an attorney that will write a life will for me. I can't find one because they're all willing to write the normal stuff for a living will. Is what I mean, a living will. But the part that I can't get them to write for me is if I ever lose my passion, shoot me. 
And I can't find an attorney that will write <laughs> right, that up. They will but, do that. You know, at that point, you're dead. You just haven't made it official. If, if, if you don't know what, you're, what you really love to do, but one of my greatest mentors was Roy Rude, and he passed away at the age of 92 years young. I don't know that a day goes by, but I don't miss him. He was passionate about life, his life, his calling, to the day that he said goodbye to this world. Yeah. And that's, that's where I want to live. That's, that's living in the sweet spot. Yeah, well said. Oh, that's just great. Well, guys, Scott, where can people find you? What's a, what's a, and if the book comes out in January, you said. Um, but where can people find you, get connected with you, learn more about you? So, uh, yeah, we're, it's, it's, it's up right now. ScottFay.com is, is there. We are improving it, working on it, making it better. Because I do, I do some, some other things that uh, some folks might want to have me do. Um, I'll even go this far. And we have some pre-release copies that, that we are are selling, and I'm, we're happy to do that. If somebody wants the book, you can uh, send. It's nineteen dollars for the book and the shipping and handling uh, to Scott Fay F A Y Scott Fay at uh, well, well, email Scott at scottfay.com. My address is Scott Fay seventy nine hundred Southeast Bridge Road, like bridge over water, Bridge Road. Hobe Sound, that's H-O-B as in boy, E, Sound, Hobe Sound, Florida, 33455. And if somebody wants a book, this uh, $19 per book, and my assistant will box it up and send it out. And if it's, if it's, uh, if you want it signed to somebody or want to sign it, just put a note and, and, and I'll sign it. Be happy to sign it to somebody. But I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. It's great to connect with you again. It's great to see you again. And I, I, I appreciate this opportunity. Well, yeah, I'm glad to have you on. I mean, it's, it's, it's like I said, I, I, I had Ed on here, and it's just great to have faculty and leadership team. Um, it's, it's transformed my life. It's transforming my life of being associated with you guys. And, again, it's all about surrounding yourself, to your point, around like-minded people who think different thoughts. It's not about being automated robots. Um, it's But it is – you know that's the key to leadership. I think it's it's about uh, uh, transformational leadership. It's all about developing other leaders. And so I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. You bet. My privilege. All right. We'll talk to you too soon, Scott. Thanks so much, Richard. God we'll bless you. Take Bye-bye. care. Richard invites you to become a part of the Dose of Leadership community. Visit doseofleadership.com and sign up to receive his free Common Sense Leadership ebook, a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm, confident, consistent, and courageous in all aspects of our lives. Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com.